What's up, guys? Welcome back to yet another episode, episode four of Entertainment Rebooted, where we are reviewing the One Piece live action series that is on Netflix. Again, this is episode four, so, you know, if you haven't seen episodes one, two, or three, or listened to episodes one, two, three, I highly encourage you guys go do so. But before we get any further into, you know, discussing this week's episode, I got a couple friends who I'm going to introduce on my right. I got a man who knows way more about One Piece than I do. He's watched all the anime, he's read all the manga, and he's smarter than me at this. It's, you know, it's Jeremiah. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. You know, it's good to be back. Oh, yeah. Missed you last week. I was like, <laughs> yeah. dude, where you at? <laughs> yeah, no. I, listen, I got real busy. You know how it is. Fair enough. And then to my left, I have a man who is very interested in One Piece. He has not seen much, but, you know, he's just as excited as the rest of us. It's Trey. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good today. All right, well, with that out of the way, I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad you guys are both here. We're going to get right into the non-spoiler discussions for Episode 4 of One Piece. Okay. And to start it off, I just have to say, I'm going to get my hot take out of the way. I did not like this episode as much as I thought I would. Wow. And I, the reason being is because, you know, Episodes 3 and Episodes 4 is, you know, the whole uh, Usopp and Kaya, you know, kind of backstory you know how they came to be you know how they joined the straw hats or whatever yeah. just wasn't the biggest fan of some of the creative directions or creative liberties that they took uh without touching on spoilers like there were some things that were explained relatively well uh some of the backstories uh i thought was nice but there were some let's just say details or yeah i guess details is the right word details that were left out that I wish they included that would have just made the episode pop off a little bit more. Um, but overall, the show, I thought, was relatively nice. But I want to throw it to you guys. Was there anything that stuck out to the show for you guys, like any your overall thoughts on the episode? For me, I would say it was just the action. There was a lot more action in this uh, episode. I was about to say something, but I was going to spoil it. I thought, it, I thought it was just really more action feel and... It was. I did lose a little interest at one point through the middle of the episode, but besides that, I mean, it was a pretty good episode to me. Like you guys, I don't really have a, a source to like connect it to with the anime, so yeah. Okay. For me personally, I think what stood out to me most was the way they changed, somewhat changed the relationship between Usopp and Kaya. Mm -hmm. I think having it be more romantic. You know, it's something I personally did enjoy because I kind of felt like it should have been like that's kind of what it felt like originally. So I think that that's something they did very well that stuck out to me. That is one thing that <clears throat> I was overall satisfied, like, you know, between the two episodes. It's just, again, without spoiling much just yet, there were like some details in you were right, Trey. It was more action filled, and that kind of kept me going through the episode. Mm -hmm. But there were some points where, you know, like you said, I was starting to tune out a little bit. I was like, oh, I was almost ready to hit like the fast forward button. I was like, come on, it's wow. just like the dialogue. <laughs> I'm not one this. I've never skipped episodes in One Piece, but like this one, I wasn't gonna skip the episode because you know I'd miss a lot if I did. But it was making me want to fast forward through some scenes for lack of engagement on my end, and that's just like a me thing. I don't know how other viewers of the episode might have felt but for me i was just like was do you think it was a dialogue for you that it wasn't it wasn't the fact that there was a dialogue happening mm -hmm. it was the fact of or it was a matter of there wasn't much 
of a backbone or uh, sustenance or excuse me substance to the dialogue I guess is the right word I'm looking for uh, excuse me there wasn't much depth to the dialogue it was just like a surface level person talking to person and it was just like okay it's kind of pushing you in the direction of where this episode is going and no further explanation of as to why they might be looking for someone why they're doing something why they feel the way they feel it just there wasn't as much as i was hoping for doesn't make the episode completely horrible but i just wish there was a little bit more interaction between some characters and especially in uh some fight scenes uh which we'll get into when we talk about spoilers there was something i was hoping to see or just that the scene would be a bit better and it kind of fell flat for me um Usopp and Kaya, their relationship, you know, throughout episode three, episode four, ship it or not shipping it? Like, do you think that they are a right fit? You think they are a good couple? Um, or do you think that, you know, Kaya's like, nah, I'm going I'm to leave Usopp once he leaves the island and find some other, someone else? I mean, they got history. That's one thing. They, they seem like they got a connection. I liked it when, I like how Usopp uh, seems to like think he the protector of uh, Kaya most of the time and not like a person to just be there for her. I mean, he does sometimes, but he sees himself more of a protector. And that's evident more towards the end of the uh, the episode. Uh, we'll get into that later. But, uh, yeah, I, I like their little relationship they got going on. I think that I would be glad that they did it now than uh, wait till later to, like, do it because then I wouldn't really have the connection to Kaya. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, Jeremiah? I, I completely ship it. I like it a lot. I think they're perfect for one another. You know, Kaya being trapped in there, sick, you know, having to be bedridden for so long, and then having someone like Usopp cheer her up. I think it was very cute, and, you know, I'm going to always support it. So. I mean, I support it. It was just a little different to see, you know, uh, live action versus the anime. And, you know, live action, obviously, they shipped it, you know, now, and they made the relationship a thing, which I think is fine. I agree. You know, I ship it. Uh, versus the anime, they kind of hinted that there was some romantic tension of sorts. Yeah. And then it wasn't until way after, like, Usopp and them are in the grand line, and he's sending letters, or the wanted posters are going out. As they gain notoriety, she's like, oh, Usopp, you know, I miss him. I'm going to become a great doctor and all this. And I'm just like, that in the anime then, like, later on, that's where you're like, okay, I ship it. But the live action just made it happen so much faster. And I'm yeah. kind of all for it, honestly. It just gets it out of the way, like Trey said. Um, establishes a connection and makes sure that, you know, maybe there's something that might happen down the road. Maybe season three, season four, depending, you know, how yeah. that goes. Is there any other, like, non-spoiler stuff that we want to discuss? We kind of overview the episode, Usopp and Kaya. Um, I, did, I gave my take on the episode overall. I'm trying to think of stuff we can discuss that's um, not spoilers. I mean, I Zoro's mean, backstory, but that's yeah. kind of... Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, that's yeah. kind of spoiler. That's kind of spoiler-ish. Yeah. Before I forget, you know, before we go into spoilers... Uh, Kobe and Helmeppo did make an appearance in this episode. Now, we're not going to... You can kind of figure out, if you watched episode three, why they are on the island and, you know, what they might be doing in this episode. But for those who haven't watched this yet, I won't say right now. But I do want to ask, Kobe and Helmeppo, uh, how do you think they're developing, like, character-wise, you know, their character arc growth? I mean, in the one episode, we saw Kobe playing with uh, Garp. You know, he's, he was playing... I believe it was an English, almost like Czechoslovakian game. I think it was called Go. Yeah. I've never played that. Yeah. It looked, looked interesting. Um, and Garp was just saying, like, you have to be on the attack. You have to be on the offense. Uh, and gave Kobe the chance of, hey, 
here's your first mission. Don't mess up. And Helmep, yeah, and Helmepo in the in the background is just like all the way back there, like you're gonna mess up. <laughs> you're not doing it right. I'm better. <laughs> like yeah. that whole dynamic. Like, what do we think of them still so far? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I I I mean, I like them in the anime, but I am starting to like them more here because I feel like they're getting a lot more focus. You know, I feel like they are getting that focus that was needed. On top of that, I feel like just. Overall, as characters, I do think they're growing more and more because, you know, from when we first meet Kobe to now, it just feels like you can tell he's the same person, but he's grown just a little bit less shy and is willing to, you know, he has his own mind. He's no not just following the rules. He has his own mind and his thought process versus Helmepo, who kind of acts like a foil to him, who, you know, even though he has his own mind, he's still kind of in that well, we were told to do this, so let's get it over with mindset. You know. He's just like strict orders to the letter, and Kobe's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to do the yeah. orders, but like, mm, kind of like, like wavers off a bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kobe joined for a reason uh, to help people, so I think that's what he goes off of when he uses it, or he does most of his duties. Uh, he, he, yeah, I, I can yeah. agree with that. I was going to say something, but I'm like, you, you kind of stole the words from <laughs> right out of my mouth. <laughs> And I also uh, feel like Helmut, not Helmut, but um, Garp and Kobe are like a son and father duo as of right now. I mean, you could include Helmepo in there too as like one of their brothers that just. He's poop, there. Yeah, he just poops <laughs> on Kobe all the time. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's, it's cool to see how uh, Garp takes him under his wing and tries to like get him out of his shell to talk more, to like attack more, ask more questions, all that kind of stuff. So. He's, he almost is like the father figure that you guys kind of mentioned, but he's also almost like, you know, like a mentor, a sensei kind of figure. It's like, yeah. I see potential. I'm going to be rough and hard, but only because I think you're worth it yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. It's like I, he sees potential. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think I think he kind of sees that with Helmepo, but he's just like kind of like, <laughs> you know, you're kind of being a jerk, so why don't you just yeah. like shut up and go learn how to tie better knots? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. is just ignorant right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he kind of is, but you know what? That That's kind of his quirk. You know, that's, yeah. that's his thing. That's... Who he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think there's much else that we can discuss in terms of non-spoilers. So for the listeners right now, if you haven't watched, you know, episode four, well, hopefully you did before you listen to this, but we are going to be discussing spoilers now. So if you haven't watched episode four, I highly suggest you go watch it now and then come back here and finish listening. But for those who are sticking around... This is now the spoiler section of episode four. Quick, small transition there, you know, just like, you know, get it done and over with. But we are going to go uh, scene by scene, you know, discussing what, like, overall, what do we think of the scenes, spoilers, plot points, and possible connections to future episodes, or just, like, were there connections that you made in past episodes? And I'm just going to say this, you know, the scene starting out with Zoro in the well, I was like, all right, Zoro's going to be really really cool and he's gonna just jump out of the well and he just like he wakes up he just turns over he's like i'm like, i'll marry and it's like oh yeah he's dead like oh no it's just oh, no. <laughs> kind of gave that surreal opening of like there's some stakes on the line here yeah. zoro's stuck in a well mary's dead nami and the rest are in the mansion with kaya and luffy is Kuro. knocked out and, yeah luffy's out cold yeah he, luffy's gone bro. he ate whatever what was it like it was like a super dessert and he was just like All right, i'm gonna take a nap yeah. yeah just typical luffy fashion but um 
the Marines show up. Mm-hmm. They show up to the mansion, and uh, it turns out they're going to turn over, turn over, uh, they turn over Luffy to the Marines, to Kobe and Helmeppo that show up, and not sure that was exactly. In the, the, it, pro, it, no, it wasn't in the anime, but I'm just trying. I'm like. Was it smart of Kuro to do that? Absolutely, just get rid of one of them so you know he can yeah. get Kaya. But I was at the same time I was like, he's knocked out. Just throw like immediately throw him in the well. Just yeah. keep lying to Kobe. Be like, yeah, there's no pirates here. Usopp's lying. He's crazy. Just. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that would have been smart to put him in the well. But at the same time, if Luffy wakes up, I mean, he has whatever powers. Zoro's in the well as well, and he could help Zoro get out. All that kind of I stuff. I guess. So, I mean, giving him away, that would probably, I, that's probably what I would do, too. I don't know. I was just thinking, like, in terms of, yeah. like, if I was Kuro, like, what would I do? And I don't know if I would give Luffy to the Marines, even though he's knocked out. And it's like, yeah. in, in his head, he's probably like, they're competent Marines. They can keep yeah. hold of Luffy. And spoilers, you know, they don't. They, they end up losing him later. Yeah. I think he was just kind of getting sloppier as it went through. Because obviously when we first meet him, he's very calm and collected and cool. But as like it goes on and things start falling apart, you can kind of see him just like, okay, well, just go so I can do this. I gotta, I'm gotta. i worried about this little girl. I don't care about these other people. His plan is slowly to, falling apart. Yeah. And he's just like, there's too many things I didn't account for. That's yeah. happening. Yeah, he, he just seems like he's getting overflow with too much going on. And... Yeah, things are falling apart for him. It does kind of show throughout the episode, like, without discussing it just yet, but, like, you know, from the time that, you know, the Marines show up and, you know, he turns over Luffy to near the end of the episode, you just kind of see him, like, physically and, like, emotion and how he also talks emotionally and everything. Like, he loses his mind and just goes psychotic, and it's, I'm, I'm all for it. That, I think, was perfect for him and his character. Yeah. And just how they did it, like I said, you know, throughout the episode was fantastic. But the thing I think was more fantastic than that was uh, Zoro's backstory and, you know, his, his origin story, so to speak, and how he, uh, how he came to be in possession of, you know, the swords he has and what his whole dream, his whole mission is. And, you know, just... You said that was your favorite part? I think that was my favorite part in this. There is another part that was like would have been like over this, but they kind of butchered it and I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. That was okay. that in that scene that they butchered in my opinion is what made me not like this episode as much. Mm, and okay. where I was saying some action was lacking or just some dialogue was lacking. I mean, honestly, I liked Zora's backstory coming from a place where I didn't know anything about it again. I just I don't know. I, I kind of lost interest at that point, for real, for real. Uh, it was cool. It was a cool backstory. It was good to see, like, a motivation to get out the well, um, to for him to look back on his past and be like, I have to be better. I have to be better. But I don't know. When it would flashback, I feel like that's when the dialogue was just kind of like, eh. Like, it was supposed to be motivating, but at the same time, I was like, okay, when is he going to get out the well? <laughs> um, for me personally, I've never really been the biggest fan of Zoro's flashback. Like it just hasn't been that memorable to me. Um, for this one, I just feel like maybe the dialogue between him and Queena just didn't hit the hardest. You know, like in the anime, I could definitely say I felt some, but I just felt here it just really wasn't doing enough for me personally. I think it did. <clears throat> I think that you are right. 
that the dialogue in the anime, like specifically between Zoro and Queena and their relationship and how, you know, they make a promise that one of them will be the best swordsman in the world, definitely hit harder versus here. It was kind of like, yeah. yes, it, it means something. It's, it has impact, but it was like there's just a little just a yeah. touch more would have been really great and would have sold it better. But I also think that, you know, Zoro's story was told relatively well for it being yeah. a live action. I do still think that it was rushed. Oh, uh, definitely. Like, you know, it, it started off like, you know, seven years ago, he loses. He's like this number two, constantly number two, and he's number two to a girl. And he's just like, I can't have this. And, you know, he goes on and on and on, and keeps challenging her, and he keeps losing in the anime. Whereas this, it's like you see one duel, and immediately after, you know, she gives him feedback, it's like, no, we're going to one to be one with real swords, and I'm going to. I'm going to beat you. And it was like, this went from zero to a hundred way, <laughs> way faster than I thought. Yeah. But their whole duel cinematically wise, I think was shot. Well, uh, definitely was almost like did just, it almost did justice to the, the anime scene where they did have their duel, you know, uh, I it was, agree. It was very beautiful. It was pretty cool. I, yeah. I, no major complaints there other yeah. than it was still you know, especially for children i think you know for kids doing swords i think it was actually really nice um i could definitely say comparing it to the anime i really did like that part of it you know but uh, and obviously like you said it felt rushed because you know time constraints and things like that i do i do wish though they just kind of emphasized more just how competitive it was between the two and just how much zora was kind of always second fiddle i think with his character going forward obviously it would really help emphasize it a lot more because yeah it, it would definitely help emphasize that because zoro comes off as like a selfish self-centered kind of person but it's just yeah. like the further you go through the series and especially in the backstory in the anime you kind of see like all the training and everything the consistent one consistent the constant one of ones yeah. they do and i think at one point it was like what uh on the duel that they have with, with real swords, the final you know tally between them was Queen of five hundred and O and Zoro O and five hundred or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, Zoro was down bad. He was like, I need a win. I'm, yeah. I need one winner, winner chicken dinner yeah. before this goes any further. Even still, five hundred to one, man. Yeah, pretty sure it was five hundred. Yeah. yeah, it was just. <laughs> ooh. But throughout the whole duel, it was I think great. You know. Zoro's two sword style, one sword. He still ends up losing, and the whole reason they make the promise is because uh, Queen is saying, "I'm a girl. There's gonna come a point in time where everyone's gonna pass me. Everyone here is gonna pass me, no matter how hard I try, because I'm just a girl." And Zoro says, "That's garbage. Yeah, keep fighting me. <laughs> one of us will win and be the best swordsman ever." And what happens? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I I feel bad. Like when I watched the anime initially. Yeah. I sat there in disbelief. I was like, there's no way that you just killed off a character like this off screen. No, for I was going to say that. It was like off screen. I'm like, okay. It was just, what? And, and for those who decided to listen to the spoilers without watching it, it for context, uh, the night after their duel the next morning, Zoro was waiting in the clearing for them, or for Kuina to show up. And uh, his master shows up and says, or, her father basically shows up and says that was her father yeah yeah oh wow yeah <laughs> did they say that in the live action 
Yes. I was just yeah. wasn't paying attention. I mean, oh, you're good. <laughs> so many relations in this show is There's crazy. A, I should have guessed yeah, it. Ah, oh, yeah. you're good. But yeah, he shows up and says, uh, "She died this morning by tripping down the stairs in her dojo." I was when I saw that in the anime, <sighs> the shock that hit. I was like, "You just killed off like an interesting character off screen and in that kind of fashion." Like, okay, I get it. Wow. <laughs> dramatic stuff for backstory and plot details but yeah. like what she fell down the stairs she fell down the stairs that is just it's just that's tragic <laughs> it was that's tragic true. it was just like oh man just, i don't you know it's just out of all the ways she could have went out it was down the stairs that was, it was just like wow you know because i feel like because at first when i originally went through his backstory i thought it was going to end with him eventually surpassing her like cutting her down and that's what leads to her dying but just her falling down the stairs, it's just like, oh, wow. They could have done something with, like, somebody was trying to get the sword because the sword was, like, rare. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. oh, I, I forget how many swords of the world are. 21? Um, Well, I'm pretty there's, like, three different grades of them. I don't know. I, I can't remember which one oh. she <laughs> they had. I think there was, like, I'm pretty sure there's 21, but we only know, like, 12. Okay. Yeah, I just remember yeah. at um, the funeral. Yeah. When uh, they were paying their respects, when Zoro asked to take the sword, uh, her father was just like, "This is a rare sword. Are you gonna be worthy to be able to like wield it?" Yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I thought that was cool, but I don't like the way she went out though. That was pretty lame. At all. Yeah. <laughs> they could have done better with that. I forget how many. Yeah, they could have definitely done better. I'm like, I I can't recall how many swords there was, but I know the sword that he inherits basically to continue Queen's legacy was uh um i think it was the, the wado ichimonji 21 it is 21 um i just looked it up and it says 21 okay, great I'm, blades i'm pretty sure because i remember zoro ends up inheriting one of the 21 legendary swords in the world that one being the wado ichimonji and of course there are 20 others and that's a conversation for another time on what's the importance of those but it is the main reason, basically, he made an oath with her and takes the sword saying, I'm going to fulfill not only your promise, but the promise that I made and become the best swordsman in the world. Yeah. And thus, you know, the whole flashbacks back and forth throughout the episode of Zoro trying to get out of the well, flashback, trying to get out of the well, flashback, you know, the whole reason why he decided to go out on an adventure. And overall, Zoro's backstory and explanation in this episode was good. Definitely could have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how it stacks up to the likes of Nami and everyone else that gets introduced as the series continues. If I, had, I don't know how to feel overall. Well, again, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. It's yeah. just I feel like the message, or yeah, the message was good, but the way it was like conveyed and like put together, it was just it could, like you said, like we all said, it could have been better. So yeah. it definitely could have been better. Good. Yeah, my final statements on that. Yeah. Moving on past Zoro and, you know, his whole backstory, you know, the shenanigans that is going on throughout the rest of the episode. Uh, Usopp, Kaya, and Nami are running around in the mansion trying to escape Kuro, and he's got his whole, he's got his claws Claws, out, and he's just going, he's just, like, channeling his inner Freddy Krueger, just, like, scratching (laughs) the walls and glass, like, where you at? Like, you know, like... I have, so, why did, um... They have to wait till she was 18 to, like, reveal who they were. Why couldn't they just, like, uh, the black cats, the pirates, why couldn't they just, like, reveal who they were and, like, keep her prisoner or something like that, like, hostage? 
they waited until she turned 18 because at the age of 18, she would inherit the shipyard and okay, everything okay. else with the yeah. mansion, the riches, everything. She basically would inherit everything her parents owned. And Kuro, not wanting to go back to being a pirate, decided I will wait and wait until she turns 18. And after she turns 18, I will force her to sign you know, the deed or contract or whatever over to me, and I will own everything okay. yeah. that's why he killed mary it was just like hey you ain't you ain't telling her <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no 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 yeah. so i'm in charge of the finances now yeah, yeah mary got cut out quick uh, yeah so... poor mary <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. shout out to my man mary pour out a drink for mary <laughs> yeah, he got his tribute uh in a later of the episode so he did and i kind of discussed that in the last episode but we'll get to we'll touch on that again oh, when yeah, that yeah, comes yeah. up but um my notes are scattered all over. I'm just like, there's going to be a lot of cuts in this one. Um, okay, so Nami, Kaya, Usopp running around the mansion. Kuro eventually finds them, mm-hmm. but they're you know playing hide-and-seek in a room, and it's just like, you know, Kuro is starting to become unhinged, and this is where he's talking like, I... Uh, the soup's too hot, the soup's too cold, just complaining about the everyday things that he did for Kaya, and Kaya's just, like, losing it. She's like, I'm going to fire this man. He is no longer my butler, yeah. basically. <laughs> Usopp kind of stepping up and, you know, defending Kaya with his slingshot at the moment. I was like, okay, yeah, gave, you know, made him have some type of courage, some type of growth but i kind of was still hoping that we would see him kind of still cowering in the corner just like oh no my if i fight i'm going to die disease kind of yeah. like that whole bit that's from the anime and it's like yeah. i can't i cannot explain to you how iconic that is to me and i was a yeah. little remiss that we didn't see any of that per se maybe they're holding on to it who knows yeah i definitely think they're probably holding on to it because i know one of the biggest complaints about Usopp is the fact that half the time he's screaming even though that's what I love about him, I think they're probably going to hold it off to kind of, you know, I, I guess bring it back up later on down in the journey when we get to see much more of the world, bigger threats to really, I guess, try to up them up using him. I think that's what they're doing. They're just saving that trope for later on. I, I can I can get that. It's like saving a way to, how should I, like sell someone being like, this is like, okay, he didn't really freak out in front of Kuro. We see a different pirate show up. It's like, oh, no, he's freaking out. So this yeah. guy must be really strong or really scary. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, can, I can get that. I can get behind that. Uh, but the fight between Kuro and them is still continuing. And all of a sudden, Luffy shows up. Mm-hmm. And before you know, we get into the fight, um, <clears throat> Luffy was turned into the Marines. And we have a whole scene with Helmeppo and Kobe with Luffy. Uh Kobe's feeling contradicted, like, you know, I want to turn him in and do my job, you know, because Garp gave me this mission, uh, but, it, you know, my heart's telling me, no, because this isn't right, there's a reason, something fishy's going on here, and yeah. Helmepo, again, being the foil to him, like you said, Jeremiah, he's just like, nah, man, we're doing this job, he's a yeah. pirate, he's scum, blah, 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 it's like, okay, come on, <laughs> and then, of course, Zoro shows up and, you know, uh, frees Luffy as he wakes up, and I was just like, Kind of cliche, I don't know. Yeah. But I did like how Luffy sold how serious he was about, no, 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 these are my friends. I'm helping my friends, and if you try to stop me, I will do. I, I will put you down. Yeah. Got to deal. Like, his whole facial expression, his tone, 
to Kobe. He's like, I, he's like, even though he's like, yeah, you're my friend. He's like, get in my way, and uh, you're gonna get a punch to the face. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he did threaten Kobe. I would have. I don't know. When Luffy's serious, that's when you know it's serious. It, it 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 did sell how serious it was, and I think we're gonna get more of this as the season goes on. I just hope that we get more mm-hmm. because Luffy being all carefree and jolly and everything, and so laid back when situations are getting tense, versus it's like okay, yeah, that's Luffy. You know, he's he's an airhead, whatever the Nami calls him, an airhead sometimes. Zoro's <laughs> like he's he's our leader, you know, it is what it is. And then as, as soon as any of his friends get in trouble, he immediately just like at the flick of a switch, he's just like, no, 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 I'm not carefree anymore. I'm being serious. It's like, you're, you're mine. Yeah. He yeah. locked in, but I'm with Kobe. I want to talk about Kobe for real, for real. So when he shows up most of the time, do you guys feel like since you know who he is in the anime, do you think he kind of gets like annoying? Like, like the actor in the uh, in the live action is just like some his mannerisms as Kobe. Do you feel like it's just like he could just be a bother sometimes? Not a bother, but he's just yeah. It's like whenever he's on screen, it feels like a drag. Like oh no, here's another scene. Not a drag per se, but just something that's just like oh, I don't know how to explain it. It's weird. You you can go ahead and answer oh. first. Personally, I don't really find him annoying because mm-hmm. I mean we didn't get much of him in the anime. Like we got little glimpses here and there, so I personally don't really find him annoying here. Yeah. But I think I know what you mean because he is that overly sh- shy and timid. He kind of, I, I I can see what you mean by his mannerisms. Kind of. Yeah, I feel like he holds himself back. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And yeah. You, you're annoyed with the fact that he kind of is pretty much playing himself. Like yeah. he's like yes. not. Yes. <laughs> you know, like he's exactly. consistently like. Oh, I'm not this. I can't do that. Oh, leave me alone. I don't want to, you know, I get what you mean. He's not. You're just annoyed with the fact that he doesn't want to live up to his own potential or, like, at least yeah. give it a try. He just kind of is continuously. Yeah, he wants to stay in that comfortable position. But I can see definitely he do, he does want to grow. Yeah. And um, I know he's trying to, but, uh, yeah, like you said, that's, I, that's probably what I'm annoyed more with than uh, him as a person. So. I can agree. Like, I I can't really add any much else on top of that, except for the fact that, I mean, I know where he ends up in the anime, like how strong he gets. And I'm just like sitting here anxious. Like, I just want to see him improve and how fast he improves. So I kind of agree, like, with what you were saying, Trey. I do slightly get a little bit annoyed. Like, why are you holding yourself back? Like, you have so much potential. And it's just like, because I know where he's going to end up. I'm excited to see his growth, and I'm just like, I have to be patient. I just have to remember, you know, this is the early stages yeah. of his adventure. Like, specifically, the one point that it did annoy me is when um, they were at the door, and Kuro, and he was talking to Kuro about the stuff, and uh, he was about to walk in, and then he was going to say something. He was like, well, I think there's something else going on, and then Kuro just slams the door, and then he just, like, gives up. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that one. That was just like that was, yeah, that was underwhelming. But uh, besides that, no, Kobe's a great character. I don't want to like diss him or nothing like that. It's just like I, I, I do we like Garp. It. I see the potential in him, and um, I want him to be better. I think we will see some growth, if not this season, yeah. uh, the first season of eight episodes. We will definitely see it next season. Uh, but it's just that's just pure speculation on my end, you know how fast and when they'll show that growth. 
getting back to Luffy, Luffy breaks free from the Marines with the help of Zoro, gets away from Kobe, shows up, and now it's the fight scene between Kuro and Luffy. And Kuro, at this point, still starting to become unhinged, and was, like, super upset, super mad that his plan has fallen apart. He's like, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling kids, you know? (laughs) But, uh... He's starting to tell the life story, you know, his life story, his background, you know, how he was a pirate, you know, you know, sleep, no sleep, no rest, you know, always living in fear and, you know, just how he ended up leaving the pirate crew, which was he faked his death and I think he had like a body double or something like that, like turned, turned him in and he got away scot-free and has never looked back since then. But how he was a pirate, you know, always living in fear and everything versus how Luffy is always looking to be a pirate in terms of like Shanks and the, and the red, ha- red hair pirates, you know, always laughing, trying to have a good time at all times. And then when it's time to get serious, he gets serious. It kind of, I think, set up the dynamic of what Luffy has been saying to Kobe in the first episode and also to Nami is like, there are many different kinds of pirates, you know, I'm one of the good ones. And we definitely see that here. Basically, good pirate versus bad pirate. You know, Luffy versus Kuro. We kind of just yeah. get that dynamic here. Yeah. And this is where I had my gripes with the episode the most was with Kuro and Luffy and the fight. Not that it necessarily happened in the mansion, but we just really didn't get to see much action from Kuro and Luffy. Because in the anime, there was a whole entire fight scene where... Kuro calls his old crew and gets them to the island. And the island is going to be... His plan was to raid the island slash just go straight to the mansion and make Kaya sign that contract where, you know, Mm -hmm. Kuro would get everything. That wasn't here. Instead, we just have a 1v1 in a cramped room, dim lighting, and Kuro using his, you know, his, uh, his speed and everything. But just, like, there was no major technique that he used and what was the technique he used uh jeremiah you would know in the episode like he kind of just like lowers his stance and he just goes completely in a blind frenzy and he just like cuts anyone that's in his way i i know what you're talking about i do not remember what he calls that move but like the big but like when you saw that in the yeah. anime how big of a scene that was because like when that happened in the anime, Zoro was injured. Nami is scared for her life. Usopp is beaten up. Luffy is almost losing to Kuro. There was some real stakes on the line. And in this live action scene, it just was like, okay, yeah, Luffy gets hit once or twice, but then he beats Kuro in like one, two, three punches and is out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it just kind of killed any hype i had for the episode and the scene there i don't know how you guys felt about the scene i can understand where you're coming from now like i didn't know that there was a, that big of a um fight scene when uh, in the anime but yeah in the uh live action the fight was kind of just like eh. like when luffy came to the rescue uh, when kaya um, nami and Usopp were just there like about to get sliced up or whatever by kuro and Luffy came out of nowhere. It was kind of cool for him to be, like, the hero. But in terms of, like, the actual fight, yeah, Kuro was kind of just running around uh, trying to scare Luffy. And then Luffy was like, okay, dude, you're I'm not playing around with you. And he kind of just headbutted him out the window. And that's I was like, 
I mean, that works, but did you really defeat Kuro? Because, yeah. Yeah, the post-credit yeah. kind of scene that we see immediately after. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Um, So I just looked it up. It's called Out of the Bag. Out of the Bag. That's, That's the what move. It's called. Yeah, I couldn't right. remember for the life of me. I was like, what is this move? It's like yeah, cat uh, jokes. Yeah, cats out of the bag. It's an amazing joke. Um, But I do agree, though, the fight was very disappointing because – in the anime and manga, it was actually seen like the Straw Hats were in danger. Like, it was like, they're losing. Like, this man is actually winning. It's like, can are they actually going to make it out? Like, and I just feel like in the anime, it didn't really, we didn't get that. It just kind of felt like, okay, well, Luffy comes in, you know, he kind of stands there. Koro does his little thing for like two seconds and then, bam, the fight's over. It's just like, you know, I just wish there was much more to it. Because you do, you also say the dim lighting and then there was no more extra pirates coming to add more stakes to Kaya losing everything and the Straw Hats losing. And I do agree, the stakes were definitely missing there a lot, actually. <laughs> like, I get the dim lighting because of the practical effects and the, you know, the it, effects and things. It made so, sense, yeah. yeah. Like, But I do just, I do wish there were just more stakes added. We did get to see, I wish we did get to see more of the Kuro pirates just you know, just to really build it up more rather than just having it end off with a quick one-two action scene. And I wish we got to see Luffy do a little bit more in the fight itself rather than just pulling out, like, one basic attack. I wish we got to see him either try to invent something to get around Koro's speed or find a way to just utilize a different move than we're typically used to seeing so far. And I feel like they just failed at that part. It, yeah, it... I get the dim lighting and the creative yeah. liberties they took with the lighting in the scene to make, you know, the effects work and the effects worked fine. Yeah. It's just a kind of a letdown of knowing what the source material was and what could have been, you know, I'm not asking, you know, that they extended the, uh, make another episode yeah. of, you know, the fight and everything with, you know, Django hypnotizing everyone, <laughs> all the pirates trying to swarm up the hill and, you know, Usopp's plan of we're going to oil this side of the island Oh wait, I did the wrong side of the island. Oh no, you know yeah. that that whole arg. Yeah, for context in the anime, Usopp had a whole plan because they figured out okay, there's pirates coming. Yeah. Kuro's crew is coming to the island, so Usopp's plan was we are going to hold down this part of the island, the only part of the island that they can approach from. Okay, cool. We're gonna oil the hill and all this. It's gonna work out great. We're gonna hold them here. It's gonna be great. Zoro and Namu, this is a great plan, Usopp, you know, pat on the back, like, good job, and all of a sudden, Usopp is just like, there's another side of the island that I completely forgot about where they're actually going to enter. It's like, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> and then just the stakes that come with not only that mistake, but, like, the crew swarming them, like I said, Django, who was Kuro's right-hand man, uh, the scene that we see with Kuro and Luffy and or one v one, he also one v one Zoro. Yeah. Uh, Usopp's you know final stand of like he's tired of being pushed around and just like the raw emotion of him just being completely bruised and cut up and he's just like screaming at Kuro, just like I am not, I'm going to defend Kaya until I die, mm-hmm. kind of moment. Yeah. I think would have made this way way better. Agreed. But, you know, we'll have to settle for what we got. And it was okay, but I'm just saying for the live-action-only watchers, if you want to see a fantastic fight scene, granted, it's a couple episodes long, so it's like 20 minutes per episode, and there is some, you know, dialogue that happens. 
mean, this episode was like an hour long. Yeah, this yeah. was an hour long episode, <laughs> yeah. and the fight ended. And I'm gonna give benefit of the doubt without really timing it. I think it was like five minutes. Was like the fight. Oh yeah, it was yeah. really short. I went back and watched um, uh, when they showed up, both Zoro and Luffy. I went back and watched it, and I was like, I do not remember the fight being this short. It felt longer on the first watch, yeah. and then if I went back, I did watch it a second time. Uh, it just felt a little too short, and yeah, I, I think that was my main gripe with it. It just ended so fast. I just looked up the time. Apparently, it was two minutes and 30 seconds wow. long. Are you serious? Yeah, it was really, it was really, really uh, short. Yeah, it's two minutes. That is very disappointing especially like, for the build-up do you feel like that's a budget kind of thing or is it like a creative director kind of thing? I, I feel like that might be a bit of both yeah. um i mean they are cramming the entire uh what was this technically called like the romance arc it's like the intro of one piece where they get the main crew together i think it's like the east blue the east saga. blue yeah, yeah the east, east blue, blue saga, saga. They're cramming all that into eight episodes, eight hours, where I think that was like, you can't uh, I, I don't even know how many episodes that was. Easily like 70 I think or around, I don't like, know. I believe it's around, because it's before they go to the Grand Line. So it's around 70, maybe even. Oh, 70 episodes for one arc? I believe. It's or a saga. Arc, yeah. But like, oh, okay. okay so it's okay, a okay. saga, really. Okay. And it. You know, it itself it would be seventy, but due to filler, it kind of oh, yeah. adds a yeah, little bit more to it. Yeah. But for the most part, it was around seventy so episodes. Because of that, you know, it's gonna translate not the best because they're gonna have to rush through a lot of things. Yeah. And I feel like I just I just believe this was one of the things they probably shouldn't have, especially since they built Koro up so much. Yeah, they did. They they gave him this whole threatening personality. I just wish they would have. Ex- executed on that a lot better yeah so i <clears throat> i did pull it up the from Usopp from the start of the season to where they leave Usopp's island the total amount of episodes was i just lost it come on <laughs> about 17 episodes it was 17 episodes from the start of the season okay. to now is 17 episodes mm. that's 20 minutes an episode so it's like that's already <laughs> it's it's already getting longer than you know the entire series no matter how long they go yeah. and you know I'm still going to enjoy the series and I still think that this is a great adaptation I just wish that there was a little more nods like you didn't have to put the whole pirate crew in and I mean like the fact that we had two crew members in the mansion I think was a nod yeah. uh because I believe they were uh, a nod to the two fighters that Zoro ends up almost losing to in the anime. They were okay. I was I wasn't wrong in thinking that. Yeah, they um, looked. They got the down perfect with the costume. The costume, okay. the hair, the looked, costumes were fantastic yeah. on them, and it was the look was basically one to one. I just hope that you know there are some nods and maybe just like again they didn't have they wouldn't have to put the whole fight, but just like thirty seconds of just. Kuro doing the out of the bag move would have just sold this, I, th- I think, a bit more. Like he completely just goes blind and zips around the room, and almost obliterates Luffy. And Luffy just figures it out and counters him. Make yeah. that like a, you said two and a half minute fight. If they made that, if they made that the two and a half minutes where for two and a half minutes he is basically teleporting around and juking Luffy, 
I would have been I would have been totally content. I would have yeah. been like, you know what, this is fine. I am happy. He did his best move against Luffy. I am satisfied. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like they did do that to some extent, but he was trying to be a little more like Michael Myers than like Kuro, so Yeah. I, he's just trying to be more intimidating. The typical than he, like horror movie villain, like the horror movie, you know, big threat. Like I do see what you mean. Yeah. I do wish also like they would have got the village just a little bit more involved in it because in the anime and manga they were more involved. You know, because the threat was originally Kaya and the village. And obviously with Usopp trying to be the defender i i wish it would have been more just instead of just kaya it would have had the village in there a little bit because we also met like three little kids who followed him around as his little pirate crew <laughs> i you know i thought that was very cute and it really just added a lot more to his character and i wish that we would have had a little something of that and like you said that of the bag attack i think it would have worked beautifully if the village was more involved if they did end up seeing at some point kaya did need help and Koro then attacked them with that attack, I do think it would have added a whole lot more to the story, to both him as a character, Koro, and also just to the enjoyment and entertainment of the fight. Because, again, two minutes and 30 seconds is... It, it, it's basically just like, okay, we're, we're dialoguing for how much of this fight, right. and then it ends in a couple blows. Like, they exchange a couple fists and punches, and it's just like, okay. Yeah. Come on, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We know y'all got money. Get stuff together, Netflix. Yeah. Um, but you know, Luffy ends up winning the fight, knocks Kuro out of the mansion and they're like, okay, well, what do we do now? We can't leave the island. And Kaya just like turns around and smiles like, what do you mean? I'm giving you a ship. And it's like, huh? Yeah. And I'm, I'm surprised Luffy forgot about that. I yeah. thought he would have been like, <laughs> they completely, uh, we don't have a ship. And they completely Kaya... forgot. And Kaya's just like, no, yeah, I'm giving you the ship. ship you know, don't yeah. even, don't even worry about it. Don't even beat an eye over it. You know? Yeah. yeah. And... You know, the fact that, you know, they got the ship and uh, I think Kaya was describing the ship like, you know, Mary wanted the ship like this and whatever. And uh, they end up calling it the Going Mary in honor of Mary, which I was like, okay, keep the name of the original ship, but you killed off Mary. Okay, I can settle for this, but I still think that the, 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 not the mass, but like the front piece of the ship and just how it looks, it's just like. I get it. It's, it looks like Mary. It's a tribute to Mary. I get it. But, like, the reason in the anime it was called the Going Mary was because it was a smiling, like, goat. And it had the horns and everything. And it was so cute looking. And you yeah. butchered it. And I'm so dissatisfied with it. <laughs> I do think when I first saw it, I'm not going to – it did look a little scarier because I couldn't really tell if it was supposed to be smiling. And then, like, I, I, now that I've looked closer at it, I do see the smile. I do wish, though, instead of just making it an actual goat's head, they kept the anime design and just drew it on, like, this circle with horns. <laughs> I think it would have been it, a lot cuter. It would have been great. Yeah. I just like if you if they wanted to keep like the like the the shape and design of it and make it live action looking, I would have been I would have been fine with that. But they went for a different design, and again, Creative Liberties were had in this in this series, and I get it. And just for Trey here, I'm gonna pull up a photo. <laughs> it, it's the, the front of the ship there. <laughs> it's just the cute. You, now you see what I'm saying, yeah? Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. How? Yeah, I feel like they just tried to make it so real. Yeah, and, and that's what made it look more creepy and stuff. So. There's nothing wrong with the real look of it. It's yeah. just like I wish that. Again, 
it's minor details. It's not going to kill my enjoyment of the show, but yeah. I kind of wish that they embraced a little bit of like the tackiness and like the cheese <laughs> yeah. of like, hey, we're not going to rip straight from the anime, but here we're going to put like anime look looking like stuff in it just to yeah. tease you guys. I'm like, hey, yeah, we know where this is coming from. You know, it, yeah, it, I do think because also we see Luffy like draw the, you know, straw hats flag. And I do think having the ship be more like that kind of drawing element would add just so much more personality to it. It would just make it a little it, bit goofier. Yeah, yeah but it, it, it's a straw. It, it It's one piece. We're watching a rubber man beat up other pirates. Do yeah. need I say more? <laughs> Um, but they set sail, they get the ship and, you know, yeah, like you said, you know, Luffy makes the Jolly Roger and, you know, I think, you know, it works for the, anim- or for the live action. It was great to see that reference in there, uh, especially earlier in last episode where, uh, Helmeppo comes up to Garp. It's like, yeah, we found the pirates Jolly Roger and you see it, it's like crudely drawn. It's just like, yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's them. But they make the Jolly Roger, you know, Usopp is already doing his Usopp thing, you know, arguing like, I am Captain Usopp of the pirates. And Luffy's like, I'm the captain. And they're like, just going back and forth, you know? Yeah. And just seeing (laughs) that happen immediately, I was like, all right, you know, I can look over the Kuro fight because you kind of have this camaraderie going. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, we get a scene to Kobe and Garp, you know, Kobe being like, I failed you, Garp. I'm sorry. I failed my mission. He's like, what do you mean? We flushed them out. They're leaving. Let's go chase them now and blow up their ship. And yeah. it's just like, okay, it's so cool. funny to me how, like, Garp is just, like, looking out of a telescope, and Kobe's just like, I just, I failed you so bad. I, I don't know what to do. And Garp is not paying attention until uh, he shows Kobe why he's not. And that's because the ship is coming out, and he sees that they flushed out Luffy and them. Yep. Well, flushed out, and it's just like, you could have just not went on the island at all. Yeah, you know they were going to leave anyway. they would have left. Like, hypothetically, if Kobe did not show up to the mansion and take Luffy into custody, they would have just thrown Luffy into the well. He would have woken up via Zoro, because Zoro was still in the well, probably. Yeah. Or they would have ran into Zoro with Luffy, and they would have beat him up, and just the same thing would happen, where... Luffy and Zoro show up to the mansion, beat Kuro, and so on and so forth. I think it maybe would have bought, like, that interaction bought the Nami and them time to figure out their situation. But, like, you didn't really need to send Kobe on the island. And, you know, whether he failed or was successful in even capturing Luffy, it was just like, Garp was just like, eh. I think Garb just wanted to send Kobe on the island just so that he can, like, get experience and figure out, hey, am I going to, like, fend for myself or am I just going to be a pushover? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. Just solely for, like, you know, you got to toughen up, so I'll just throw you out there. Because, you know, because I guess he didn't really see it as, like, this big threat. Garp himself, he didn't see it as, like, okay, I need to send someone real good over there. So I'll just send, you know, these two. And, you know, it is what it is. What happens, happens. They get some experience. You know? Yeah, it's like, at the end of the day, they're going to benefit from it, so. Exactly. Garp sets sail after Luffy and the crew, and they're going, and Nami and them are like, oh, no, we're under attack by the Navy, and they're all, like, panicking and running around, and then Luffy uh, turns around, and he looks, and you see, you know, it's all smooth sailing, you know, Luffy and them, and all of a sudden, he, you just see Luffy be like, 
Grandpa? And everyone's just like, like Grandpa? What are you talking about? <laughs> everyone just like, like money. Yeah. What? Is, yeah. The, that, yeah. They, I, it, it really shocked me watching it because, you know, this happens later on, like really later on down the line. So for them to just throw it here, I'm like, oh, wow. I, I was genuinely surprised. I was shocked <laughs> that they revealed it this early. I was like, we're yeah. really getting into the history of Luffy then. Like, we're really going to get down to the back, some some more other notable backstory beats of Luffy. Oh. And Trey, I think you picked up, uh, remember when we discussed, I believe it was episode two or episode one, when I told you to keep Garp in mind yeah. and Luffy, did yeah. you imagine this happening? Uh, no, I didn't imagine him <laughs> being his grandpa, but I mean, it might've had some link. I thought it was going to have more link to Shanks than it would to Luffy. Mm. But for him to be his grandpa, who's, I mean, who's Luffy's dad? So. Okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. We're not going to yeah. get it. <laughs> We're not going to get it. We're going to. You learn about him. If everything soon. goes well, like season three, maybe, or two. two. Next oh. season. We oh, should, yeah, two. If everything is going as I kind of predict. Like, as quickly as it is. As quickly now. as it yeah, is. Next season will probably be where we see an introduction or a note or a mention of Luffy's dad. We might get a mention of him this season, like do. like a hint yeah. where they don't directly say Luffy's dad in any form or capacity, yeah. but definitely season two will get some like sort of mention Like how they did it in the anime. He just yep. kind of showed up, but he, he, he just He just rolls up. Yeah, or we don't know like, who he is. We don't know, his, we don't know anything about him. We just know he stopped, you know, what was happening from happening to Luffy. That's all we know. All I'm going to say, as far as Luffy's dad, without spoiling anything, he is a force to be reckoned with. That is all I'm going to say. Luffy's yeah. dad is a... He, he's a dude. He's a yeah. force to be reckoned with. That's the best way I can just put it. That's all I can say about him. Okay. Yeah. One thing I like about the live action that is doing is kind of giving relations to the characters and kind of giving that tie uh, where it, it's like interesting where they leave you on cliffhangers like they do in this one where it's like Grandpa... It makes you think, like, what's going to happen next, and I want to watch it. I was going to watch it, but I was like, nah, I'm going to save it, at least yeah. for tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't surprised. I, I was surprised, <laughs> but at the same time, I wasn't. So Just because we talked about it last, last mm. uh, episode review. We did talk about it last time. We were like, hey, there's going to be a mention, of, or I told you to keep an eye on uh, Garp and other notable characters. Uh, especially when we did start this uh, in the first episode, when uh, the scene where they're watching uh, Goldie Roger be executed, I told you yeah. the notable characters, and you know that those characters will play importance uh, throughout. I believe this season and part of season two. Yeah, um, like the Wonder Poster when they found the um, chest in Garp's office, it had Kuro in it. Well, we didn't see a face; we just saw a name. Yeah, and yeah, and he was in the next episode. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I when it's it, it's like the meet when that happened with uh, Kuro, his name and the wanted poster in the chest. It was like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's sitting forward in the chair, he's like pointing. Oh, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yep, yeah, that, that, yeah, it was yeah. like that whole meme. I was like, the name, the name. Yeah, yeah. but overall, the episode was okay. You know, there were the episode was okay. There were some gripes I had with the fights and the overall backstory of Zoro, but I can kind of overlook it a little bit, seeing as where we're going next, and hopefully they do it justice because it's my favorite backstory. Uh, it's my fa- one of my favorite episodes, you know, without 
discuss it too much, we are going to uh, see Nami's backstory. No, wait, wrong. We don't see Nami's backstory yet. We see Sanji's backstory next, and then we see Nami's. Yeah. Because they're on their way to uh, the restaurant. Baratier. Baratier. Yeah. I can never say it right. Like, yeah, every no, time. <laughs> yeah, they got to get them to cook first. Um, honestly, I can't wait Food to rewatch good. these two. Because these two backstories, in my opinion, are probably top, just top five, probably in the show. Mm-hmm. Not even just in the show. Nami? Yeah, okay. especially Nami's. In my opinion, she's just one of the best backstories in all of anime. I think it really just hits. Oh, wow. I don't know about anime. I don't know I, about wait anime like all time like all anime or like just in media in general. I think the oh, struggles oh. and things she had to go through in her backstory. I'm just like because usually when we get backstories, it's very simple. A lot of the time, some have depth, but I just feel like hers. It was just like oh wow, like that is crazy. It just was a very different contrast to what we see. It's so bubbly and bright everywhere, so her backstory coming in is just like, oh, wow, that is... It must yeah. be tragic, then. It's tragic. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, it's tragic, I will say. Uh, Nami's my... like Outside of, you know, obviously Luffy. Like, for the main crew, like, the main cast, like, once, you know, the crew fully develops outside of the main five, Nami's still my favorite. Her backstory still was my absolute favorite, and I'm not gonna lie. From the anime, I kind of got a little emotional when I watched yeah. it. I was <laughs> no, like, I was like, no, you can't do this. Like, yeah. it, it, it kind of hit. Uh, I hope it hits just as hard in the live action. Uh, really hoping that they make the connections and just like put the foundation of the important story beats without I, I can't say anything because I don't want to spoil anything even yeah. though we're a couple episodes out <laughs> make sure that you know certain characters are involved certain things happen in a certain order hopefully you know it's not too many cuts back and forth of flashbacks cuz if we had like half of the episode be just pure uncut flashback I'd be okay with that just to get the consistency and the storytelling done right for the flashbacks not only for Nami but for Sanji, and I kind of wish they did that for Zoro. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, you know, a whole half hour, but, like, you know, give it some time and let it go and give it some time to explain some things or just let the viewer be like, okay, I'm not cutting back and forth between a flashback and what's happening in the present, you know? Yeah. kind of wish they went on that approach, but yeah. we'll see how it goes, but I'm excited, you know? Garp is chasing after his grandson, and they're <laughs> yeah. gonna. I don't know how they're gonna escape. And I was gonna say it's gonna be hard, be hard to tell what's gonna happen next. I mean, they're right on their tail. We'll so. see. Is there any any predictions, Trey? On um, I mean, we kind of discussed. We kind of said who's gonna come up next, but uh, do you got any predictions? I don't know on they, what they might just happen. Kind of left the island. They're kind of like in the middle of the sea. I don't know where else they would go, but. Yeah, I'm just kind of just here for the ride. We're just going to see how it goes. All right, I think that's probably going to do it. That's the entire episode, episode four of One Piece Live Action. Guys, thank you very much for listening. You know, we appreciate you listening into us fangirl, fanboy over (laughs) One Piece, you know, and (laughs) listen to our gripes and complaints. But we, you know, overall, I'm still enjoying the show. That's going to be it for episode four of the One Piece Live Action, episode four. 
you know, we appreciate you guys listening. If you want to listen to any and all other previous episodes, just, you know, of course, check out any of the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Play, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. I don't I don't do Apple, so I don't know what it, the podcast is <laughs> on there. But check us out. Listen to the previous episodes if you haven't. But until next week for episode five, this is Sava. Jeremiah. And Trey. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.